And welcome to another edition of Butcher on Sports. Simply Butch is here, and as always, thanks for tuning in, boys and girls. Uh, might be having a little bit of problems here with our controls here, but we're going to try to get through this podcast with the quickness here. As always, I lay uh, then some. Always thanks for tuning in, boys and girls. Uh, always a pleasure to uh, get you to listen to this podcast, tell your friends about Butcher on Sports. Just go to the Facebook, catch my podcast is there, as well as you can go catch the podcast on the homepage of Podomatic dot com just type in s i m p l y b u t c h t o o dot podomatic dot com let's get started with our edition of butch on sports on the over the hump day wednesday the detroit lions are bringing back some provided help on the offensive line they're missing a whole heck of a lot halub uh valatello uh to a knee injury he's gone the Lions added Dan Skipper to the practice squad. Skipper, uh, the NFL's tallest player at six foot ten, is now back for his fourth stint with the Detroit Lions. Now, <clears throat> that's not all with the Detroit Lions that's that's hindering them this particular week here after a loss to the Seattle Seahawks uh, this past Sunday, uh, shaping to be an awful week with injuries there. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is out of the lineup here. He has a torn uh, peck uh, during the 37-31 to to, uh, loss to the Seattle Seahawks in week number two. Gardner said he might miss the rest of the season. It may be a chance that he can get back at the tail end of the season. I wouldn't count it for per se. Also, there's other injuries uh with our receiver core there, uh, St. Brown has a toe injury. Um, the list goes at it. Uh, that list I have not received from the Detroit Lions as of yet of the injured players uh, this past Wednesday. This is the first day uh, <clears throat> on-field practice for them to get prepared for the Atlanta Falcons this upcoming Sunday. Yes, at Ford Field, boys and girls. Hopefully the outcome will be a lot more pleasurable, I'm saying it, pleasurable than it was uh, last Sunday as the defense just was plain messed up. And in talking to many people uh, this week before I did this podcast on this day Wednesday, a lot of people saying the defense coach got to go. They're tired of every dog on time it turns around and the offense does this job, and uh, the defense just can't hold them. I, again, I pointed out this past Sunday the awful job of the cornerbacks and the safeties, and I can't say too much for the linebackers per se, but again, um, the defensive coordinator there got to get some things together, get with the staff, come to terms with some things here. You have some options to use. When you're guarding a man going out for a pass pattern, however, one of them options should not be you're giving them carte blanche to do what they want to do, whatever they want to do it. And that means not getting physical on that line again. You give him five yards to knock the crap out of him and then some or knock him off his pass. 
Lions seem not to be doing not a bit of that there. That has to change. This team got to be a lot more physical than it is if they're going to help the offense do its job. And I'm not saying the offense didn't do everything they had to do that. Uh, pick six, they go into play. But when you weigh in the offensive job versus the defensive job, we're scoring points. But again, the defensive job is to stop them from scoring anything. We're talking about the other team on the other side of the fence here. Lions have not been very successful in doing that. And they need some work on it. That's just plain and simple. Let's keep on moving on here to uh, some more sports there. ABC uh, Sports. Yes, ABC Sports on Monday Night Football games. That was originally planned to be all on ESPN. Has now added an additional 10 games originally to set the pace uh, only on ESPN. Uh, it's going to be simulcast, of course, on that particular network there. However, the additional games will be on the network television because the ongoing strike with the Writers and Guild of America and Stream Actors Guild of America as well. The Federation of Television and Radio Artists uh, against the Alliance of the Motion Picture and Television Producers, which represent Disney, Netflix, Amazon, and others. The strike, which has been going for at least now four months or more, uh, have delayed most of the oncoming or upcoming fall television um, season. So... They're making some uh, adjustments there. So, myself, I say hip, hip, hooray, because Monday Night Football should be on national television anyway. When I say national television, it should be always on ABC. Um, not taking anything away from ESPN, but that's a cable station. And people who don't have cable shouldn't be penalized in seeing a national televised game that is suited for everyone's listening and viewing uh, expertise there. So I'm glad that happened. For 10 weeks, you'll get football on ABC Sports. Isn't that lovely, boys and girls? I know. I know. I, I feel for you, and I feel with you there. Professional football leagues in the XFL and the USFL are going to advance some stages in talking to merge the two companies together. Axion reported on Tuesday morning the merger is suspected to be one of equal that would require regulation approval. The hopes that both leagues would be merged by the 2024 season. The USFL owned by Fox Corp, yes, Fox Sports and Fox Television and a whole lot of others there, while the USFL is owned by Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his business partner, Danny Garcia, along with Redbird Capital Partners. As part of the merger, the broadcast is expecting to be split between Fox and Disney, along with uh, Fox. Uh, the USFL has a deal in place with NBC, of course, but, it's, however, it's very unclear whether they'll continue throughout with that merger there. The goal is the merger will completely be competitive with the NFL, 
and something of that alternative of professional football leagues have never found to be successful in the first place. If this these two leagues are trying to go after the NFL and being competitive, I, it's not going to happen here for a while. Some things have to. This might be the first step in making that uh, judicial um, meaningful uh, type of football league and play. Maybe the best can be done if they do merge and they keep going for a while. Is that some of those teams? be picked up by the NFL as far as maybe a, not so much a merger, but a, a roundabout of cities that don't have NFL and bring those NFL teams to those particular uh, locations such as Birmingham. And uh, I can name a few, but that means Philadelphia might have two teams. Michigan might have two teams. The list goes on and on there. But again, We'll see how this particular ordeal gets picked up and the play uh, staying in business. Uh, by the way, the XFL lost a lot of money. The USFL made a profit, you know, especially with NBC and <clears throat> and um, Fox holding down the fort for them there. So, you know, this is a good way for maybe – Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his business partners uh, to make some money to uh, for the football leagues they got out there there. Michigan State attends to fire head coach Mel Tucker for cause. Tucker was suspended without pay last Sunday for details on an investigation into claims that he was sexually harassed and uh, promoting his, uh, sexual assault. Aware of his active uh, surface, he said this was consensual. On Monday, um, Michigan State University Athletic Director Alan Haley said that the school provided Tucker with a written notice of the attempt of termination of his contract. We're finding out that a lot of this right now that Michigan State is doing may not be somewhat legal. Uh, they did say that he has a hearing in October. You can't wreck somebody's livelihood until that particular hearing comes about. And then after that, making the decision on if you're going to fire the guy or not there. So Mel Tucker says that he is innocent. Uh, Michigan State says we want to get rid of you as soon as possible with no money coming to you. We will see where this goes. I am in the middle of just saying I don't know really what's going on yay or nay as far as this particular sexual assault um, accusation uh, is going to. that This is someone that Mel Tucker supposedly had appointed to talk to the team about sexual assaults and whatnot there. Um, this is something that happened a year ago, year and a half ago. We're just not hearing about it now versus Michigan State University had awareness of this particular about a year ago, maybe a couple years ago. So, again, we'll see how this particular goes on there. Uh, Mel Tucker on his way out. Uh, the payroll for another week is unlikely for the coach and the team again. The university announced Monday initially this process required to fire Mel Tucker would cost, but, again, Tucker was placed on administrative leave without pay earlier this month after revealing that he 
is a subject of Michigan State University and allegedly the sexual harassment against a rape survivor, and her name is uh, Brenda Tracy. The formal hearing will begin on October the 5th, regardless Tucker's status with Michigan State is in dire straits at this particular time there. It's very much so bad shape. Detroit Tigers uh, playing the Los Angeles Dodgers out there in Los Angeles there, and uh, Tigers prove once again that <laughs> there are going to be some changes made with that team. I just hopefully it is made in proper so the team can move forward and not backwards here. You know, I think uh, Tiger fans are sick and tired of being sick and tired um, getting someone in and then saying, well, we got to wait another five years before things happen there. Uh, that's the same with the Red Wings there. Steve Eisenman said, I would love to go to the playoffs this year, but mm, I just want to get those young kids on the help they need and whatnot there. I don't think people are buying that and buying it in agreement. As of, by the way, the Red Wings camp started today up in Travis City. So they will have some specialty games along with practices. Uh, up to the 27th of the month, and then they'll come back to the good old city of Detroit, Mish, in order to um, start the exhibition season for the the our professional hockey team there. And then <clears throat> after that particular, uh, get rid of or get ready for the regular season and not get rid of it, get ready for the regular season there. Oh, and now I can talk about the Detroit Tigers there who messed up, got beat up to a pulp on the first night on Monday, second night there, had a 2-1 to lead going in the bottom of the eighth inning, gave up a run to tie the score in the eighth inning, and in the ninth inning of the game last night, they just blew it again. Um, bullpen pitching. Uh, was very good in the beginning, but at the end, when you bring in these particular supposed to be specialists, they shut them down. They're not shutting them down. They're shutting them out and basically giving another team uh, or the opposite team, per se, a chance to win. It just stinks. The high heaven. What can you do? It's not too much. Drake will play L.A. tonight, and then they will, I think, get a day off and they'll, or play Oakland. For the weekend series before coming back to Detroit, there'll be two series of games there. They'll close out the season here in Detroit. And it'll be the last time you see Miguel Cabrera, so it might be pretty crowded at uh, Comerica Park to see the last of Miguel Cabrera and some specialty things going on at Comerica Park. So um, they got the weekend to clean up themselves with, with the Oakland Athletics in Oakland before they come back to Detroit and finish out the week. And then they will be gone for another season of the Tiger baseball ended again with no playoffs, nothing to sort. And not because they didn't have an opportunity. They're in the weakest division of all the baseball there. And I just can't see right now they keeping or maintaining some people, coaches, staff members on this team this particular year after the season is over. But we'll see how right or wrong I will be on that particular. 
this saddens me per se there to come up with this particular uh, report there. But, you know, being that I uh, downriver in Detroit, Michigan, it's my stomping grounds there. This is, hurts me to know in there. Daryl Kemp Jr. of Equals High School passed away Tuesday morning after being shot Monday night on 4th Street and Auto Drive. Uh, filling up their gas tank over at the Marathon Station there. Kemp was a all-state baseball player. He played some basketball. He also played some football for Ecorts. He was a, a honorary student, so what we hear from the superintendent of the school, many, this is a kid who did not get farmed in from Ecorts from uh the middle, uh, he's lived in Ecorse practically all his life. Uh, that means you got kindergarten teachers who still work there all the way up to the high school teachers who know him very well are suffering dearly with that, including including the classmates who've uh, had contact or known this young man for quite some time and say he was a great guy. This young man who basically starts up a camp for kids of ages of 5 to 12 years old to teach them how to play baseball on his own time without asking for a nickel or a dime. You know, we, we need more kids like that. And he was one of those particulars who cared about his community very much so to make it better. And it's a shame that these things are coming about uh, I have no details on when the memorial home going going there. We know that Ecorse High School was closed today on the count of this there. Uh, it will be opening back up on Thursday and Friday where they will have counselors and grief counselors available for students and teachers alike there who are mourning the loss of this uh, exemplary young man who did a whole heck of a lot for the community of Ecorse at the age of 17 years of age there. Uh, Dale Kemp was, again, um, a honorary citizen of the city of Ecorse and the Tri-City area. He will be missed as right now getting feedback from others in that community is still mourning that loss there. And after this there, uh, I'm going to end this this um, network of Butcher on Sports today, I always say, you know, support those high school kids there. They could be doing a whole heck of a lot of things, no good, but they choose baseball or football or some type of sports and athletics to balance off the uh, scholastics there. Uh, it's a shame that this happened, per se, as I just mentioned on Mr. Kemp. But again, let's continue on to support our children, knowing where they are, knowing what they're doing, knowing where they'll be, and not being silent to things that are going wrong because the only way this is going to get stopped is you talk to your police officers and have a good, wholesome conversation and some some togetherness, unity, in order to stop the crimes that's going on there. So please, let's get it together and you know for the sake of our kids 
that are coming up who have nothing to do with none of this mess here at all. I'm simply Butch. I'm out of here uh, until Sunday after the game at uh, <laughs> Ford Field. It'll, it'll be on a wee bit late there, but uh, we'll get it done, boys and girls. Butcher on Sports is a presentation of Oh My Darling Productions. Check out Butcher on Sports on Facebook, always on Facebook, and also on Podomatic.com. Just type in S-I-M-P-L-Y-B-U-T-C-H-T-O-O dot Podomatic.com and get the podcasts of today and also some past ones as well there. I'd like to thank uh, Dave McKay. I was a special guest for a um, show that was upcoming there, which we'll talk about a little bit more uh, this upcoming Sunday as it'll be the anniversary of uh, something that uh, was very dear to us and a lot of us in in decency of, of, of a person that we, again, lost a little bit too soon there. So, again, um, check it out Sunday and we'll talk about it uh, Have a great end of the week there, and uh, stay safe, boys and girls.